This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Muted, uh, and they discovered that their mics were muted. My plan slime was, ball. My, that's Mr. Slimeball to you. <laughs> so uh, Pat and Stu and Jeffy are out of here. They have flown the coop. They're officially on vacation. So thank the Lord. <laughs> so uh, yours truly, Brad Staggs, Lawrence Jones over here to my right. Your left is in for uh, Stu, and then in the uh, in the crumb chair, it's uh, Jason Buttrell in for uh, for Jeffy. So again. Be careful what you touch back there if you need an alcohol swab. I'm sure there's lots of food back I've there. I've already taken lots care of, of that. Yeah. I prefer to call this the Red Iron Throne. I don't the know red. why. And, uh, Game of Thrones just happened. So I like that, which I still haven't fitting. seen yet. Me either. Oh, my gosh, guys. I started watching Nurse Jackie, though. What's that? Nurse Jackie was a big show on uh, Showtime about the same time that Dexter was on. But it's yeah. about a nurse mm-hmm. who has um, a little pill-popping issue. Mm. So she just needs a little bump every now and then. Yeah, why is he watching that? Um, (laughs) How is it? Because it's fascinating. Um, It's a good show. So I'm watching Game of Thrones. You're watching Nurse Jackie. Mm -hmm. Uh And what are you watching? Uh, I don't know. There's not really one good show because all my shows are out of season right now. Oh, Shark Tank. Yeah, there's Shark Tank. See, to me, I don't know. Shark Tank. Beth likes Shark Tank, too. And I just don't. I don't know. It's all right, but... eh. (laughs) Whatever. Um, He's just a loser. I've, but I did bring bring along my official Star Trek communicator. That is oh, dope. This is, look, that look, is this dope. Is a, I am such a goober. <laughs> but I'm at that point in life, I just don't care. <laughs> so we'll talk about that in a second. All right. Um, you want to start off with the, um, uh, the attack at yeah. the airport? Yeah. The suicide bomber. All right. So this is getting, and I said this earlier today, that this is getting to the point where it's it's becoming so commonplace, we're mm-hmm. in danger of, of watching the news and going, huh, yeah. happened again. Mm-hmm. I looked at this, uh, right after it happened, I looked at some of the photos um, back from the Brussels attack, mm-hmm. uh, Brussels airport. It fit it to the T. The doctrine, the tactics they used, fit it to a T. Mm-hmm. Now, if you watch, they're playing, on, they're playing the, uh, the, the, sh- the, the video right there. Mm-hmm. Um, what, one of the really cool parts of this story was how the Turkish cop actually mm-hmm. foiled the attack. Now imagine that they killed 49 people, wounded over almost almost 300 more. Right. But 
they only got 49 people, and they could have gotten about two to 300 people. And it's because of this Turkish cop. Now, right there, they're running away. Um, he's shooting because the cop f saw him, jumped on him, and stopped him from going to the, to the more populated area. So this could have been a whole lot worse. Mm -hmm. So the, the, how many guys were there? How many terrorists they're were there? Three. Three, right? Three. 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 One guy blew himself up. Same as in Brussels, by the way. Mm -hmm. They also used three attackers. Mm -hmm. Good riddance. Um, and then there were two that, that survived. Uh, and they're, they're, did we capture them both? Well, I, I think that it's important that we acknowledge that part of the reason why this is happening is because Turkey, like many other countries, like our own country, refuses to acknowledge terrorism. And right. they hadn't been as vocal uh, in getting involved with this war on terrorism because they didn't want it to harm their terrorists. Yeah. Attractions there. Wait, and so, wait, wait, wait. I'm serious. How big a t t tourist destination is Turkey? People go, come to Turkey. It's a oh, hub. Istanbul it's a is hub. beautiful, guys. It's, it's one of my. Hub. I've been all over the world. It's one of my most favorite places in the world. Mm -hmm. I crazy. never would have thought of, mm -hmm. of, of scheduling a vacation mm -hmm. to Istanbul. Yeah, and I mean, so that airport, while we diverge a little bit, but that right. airport, while you leave that airport and drive into Istanbul proper, you see the, the culture is insane. Mm -hmm. You pass the old Byzantine wall from right. the Byzantine Empire. Um, you see Egyptian uh, uh, obelisks that they brought over from, you know, a thousand years ago. Right. You see the old uh, Orthodox churches from back during, you know, like the, the uh, medieval times. Uh, then you see the mosques. The blue mosque is beautiful. You see an old Roman hippodrome. It's a beautiful place. Tons of tourists go through there. Yeah, <sighs> yeah it's beautiful. And, and so it's, they're it's so concerned. They were concerned about... Uh, people not coming to Turkey. They didn't want to dis disrupt the atmosphere. Well, right. they, now they have no choice. I was going to say, it's, it, that plan you know? didn't work out so well for them. I'd like to it? expand on that, Lawrence, a little bit. And you're exactly right. They, it's, they're, they have not, they, looking up until now, they mm -hmm. haven't had to deal with a terrorist attack. No. Now, how is that possible no. when they're right next to the and caliphate? analysts kept saying, it's going to happen, it's going to happen, it's going to happen. the reason being is, is that Turkey said, okay, screw it, we're going to let all the terrorists go down into Syria because we want them to battle Assad. Mm -hmm. And we also want to battle the people that we declare terrorists. That's a good the point. Kurds. They want these terrorists attacking the Kurds. Now, the moment that we put a little bit of pressure on them and told mm -hmm. them, hey, you're a NATO company or a country, you have to kind of back our play here, they, when they started clamping down the border, only then did they start seeing terrorist attacks. Now, these types of attacks are ISIS saying, Remember this unspoken, unsigned kind of handshake agreement we had? Mm -hmm. You better get back to that, or you're going to be seeing a lot more of this in the future. So that's why you think that they chose to to exactly. to attack exactly now? why. Yep. But if you if, if but if they um, back down and they open that border back up, these things will magically disappear. You won't see them in Turkey anymore. That's that is, a big problem. It's a big problem. Yeah. And it's something that we have to take serious at the U.S. because we constantly will not call the terrorists by their name. We right. won't talk about their ideology. We won't acknowledge uh, what's happening. Uh, the president says, just continue your day as usual. Well, that's not the reality of the world that we live in. Everybody needs to be vigilant. Everyone needs to be watching their back because you don't know what the target is. I mean, think about DFW. As much as they have the mm -hmm. TSA there, it is the number one place in the United States uh, where, where they have uh, guns and, and different things that have made it through right. the airport security. Like, why are these people even here at this point? Have you seen TSA security lines lately? I know. We have created a choke point of death. I know. That now oh, these yeah. terrorists, these terrorists, they're not on the run. They 
it evolved no, their tactics. Oh, yeah. Now, and look at the symbology of this attack, too. Before, the crown jewel was to blow an airplane out of the sky. Blow right. a passion plane, kill 200 people instantly. That was the crown jewel. Now they're saying, now that we've created all these uh, security uh, provisions in the airports, they're saying, you know what? You can't protect your people. Go ahead and instill all the security. We'll take advantage of that choke point that you've right. created, and we'll hit that instead. And we'll still kill the same 200 people regardless. Exactly. That's in the line. That's yeah, just sitting that's there. In the Around it is, there. or as I like to call it, security theater. Right. Because that's all it is. They're, they're pretending it's as illusion. if they're doing something. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, the terrorists are waiting to attack, yeah. just like they did yesterday. They're, they're adapting to our security. We're not adapting our security based off their attacks. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, it's almost like we say that they're on the run, but now it kind of looks like we're on the run because oh, yeah. we're not getting better. No. We're not designing security. Guys, this is the new norm. Right. Get used to it. Right. Schools, God mm -hmm. help us. Mm -hmm. um, shopping malls, mm -hmm. they've already hit nightclubs. These are all, this is all standard fare now. Just mm -hmm. get ready. This is the new norm. If we don't adapt our security, it's going to be this stuff every single day and it's going to get bloodier and bloodier. We went to um, uh, New York last weekend and we got to the airport here. We got to Love Field actually about two hours uh, before our flight because we expected these long lines. Actually, there weren't. Not, Not in Love Field, but DFW. But at Love Field, what, three weeks, two weeks ago, remember the guy who got all oh, yeah. uppity and he, oh, yeah, that, he picked uh, up the rock? Having a sh oh, yeah. a domestic, and the video of that, I mean, that was scary. The guy just, you know, shooting and they kept yelling at him to yeah. get down. But I, I think uh, the, there was great law enforcement work yesterday, but I, I think there is an importance what, to neutralize, neutralize the target. I know there's people that they see these police shootings and they say, why didn't they stop shooting? You shoot until you neutralize the target. Yeah. If that cop would have continued to shoot that guy, maybe he wouldn't have been able to trigger the bomb because his gun went away, right. and then he ended up hitting it. You have to neutralize the target. You can't be concerned about the cameras and this PC culture. It's going to get us all killed. I would not want to be a cop. No. Not right now. I mean, you get your hands tied. Uh, it just feels like A no cop, even in the military. I mean, right. we're talking yes. about we have allowed um, kids to be raped on military bases by other foreign country soldiers. And when our, our soldiers stand up for them, they get thrown out of the military. They get chastised. It's unbelievable. Well, and we've, we have um, put so many rules on our soldiers. When you were in, you were part of that, that, that time period, because I remember, um, God, it's been a few years ago now, but I remember when I lived in Nashville, I was in the Target parking lot and saw a, uh, I think he was a Marine, or maybe, no, he was from the 101st, so I asked him how things were going, and he said they've put so many, all these points they had to check off before they could actually fire their weapon. Mm. You know, uh, were you familiar with that whole, uh, when they came down with a list of rules, you got to do this, 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 was before you pull the trigger? Was that here in Iraq? Uh, it was, no, it was Iraq after Iraq. probably eight, nine years ago. Okay. It was, well, yes, we were in Iraq still. So, yeah, I guess it was technically part of the Iraq war, which at that point was kind of going off eight different directions. My unit was the first ground conventional unit into Afghanistan directly after 9-11. So we had deployed into Pakistan two weeks after 9-11, and we were in Afghanistan another two weeks after that. So You could pretty much just aim to Do shoot. what you want right. to do. Yeah. The rules of engagement were very loose, mm -hmm. and, I mean, I hate to put it in these words, but we were very thirsty for some revenge, well, yeah. and the, everybody Absolutely. was. Back then, I can remember, I can recall specifically uh, some chatter over the radio with some snipers, mm -hmm. and they, we had just been, get, we'd been getting hit several nights in a row. And uh, they were going, they went over through the uh, through the comms and said, "Hey, I see uh, you know a few people out there. Um, they could be goat herders, but it kind of looks like they have weapons. Um, what should we do?" And the callback was like, 
well, use your best judgment. Are they are they are they are they, sti- are they carrying sticks? They carrying guns? It's like ah, cows right. like guns. Engage. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. all you needed. Mm-hmm. Now it and then <laughs> we 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 enabled them to take Kabul and Kandahar pretty much instantly within mm-hmm. a month. Nowadays that stuff doesn't happen. It's- and Jason, speaking of, and I know just by your experience, I don't know how much you want to get into this, but this has also brought up this conversation about interrogation. Mm. Um, should we be interrogating still? Should we be using the same strategy? Um, I know a lot of people talk about waterboarding and different things like that. And it's about adapting. You know, you can speak to this, but it's about adapting to what the enemy yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's it's playing on their few their fears and sure. things like that. So I think, me personally, I still think that we should do what we need to do to get the information. Oh, yeah. bamboo stalks under the fingernails if it gets us the information. <laughs> but I mean, does that sort that, of thing work? That's, that's what the enemy does. Um, yes, it does work. People that say torture does think. not work have never done torture before and they've never received torture before. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does work. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we do, let me clarify this, is not torture. Mm-hmm. Okay, Waterboarding is horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think anyone's ever died yeah, you under, don't die. Uh, it's, under waterboarding. It, it's the illusion. And it's not the first thing that happens. So I'm going to try and explain this really quickly without getting in trouble and getting a call from the DOD. But our interrogation techniques, our advanced um, enhanced interrogation techniques, and you almost said it exactly. It plays off of fear. Mm-hmm. It's based off of phobia. So there's a list of phobias that I can't mm-hmm. go into that every human is scared of. It starts with a very minor thing. One person like you might hate to be yelled at. They find that out in boot camp. You know what I mean? Most <laughs> people do not like know? to be yelled at, right. and they instantly stab attention. Right. And you can, you can get someone to do whatever they want if you yell at them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the majority of the people out there. Mm-hmm. For some people, it's wild animals. That's when you see the dogs come in every once in a while. They're not mm-hmm. biting them. Mm-hmm. They're playing off of a phobia. Right. Now, some people are have you know, real hard A's. Right. And, they're, they, yeah, and have adapted, and they've been subject right. to a lot, and you're not getting through to them. But everybody in the world is scared of drowning. Mm-hmm. They are. Everybody is scared of drowning. Hmm. So it goes through a progression. And yeah, there's, you don't, there's multiple you don't, progressions. You, you don't, don't jump right to it. Doing waterboarding. They don't drown you. There's no way, way they're going to drown you. But it's the perception. It's, it's your the, perception. You feel the feeling like of it. it. Yeah. You yeah. feel like it. So it goes through a long progression. It's not just you start with the hard. That's, that mm-hmm. is the hardest mm-hmm. uh, or the most. If you looked at all of our methods, you would think, okay, that's the worst. Mm-hmm. But for some people, that's not the worst. For some people, just putting them in a dark room for two days mm-hmm. is the worst you could possible do. You know, Jason, how do you feel? Because this also has turned to this conversation since we now have Americans now that are becoming terrorists, uh, homebred terrorists. How do you feel about American citizens being those same tactics being used on American citizens? Because quite frankly, I don't care. Have they been radicalized? Right. Are they, if, if mm-hmm. the moment where, the, in my opinion, I, and I hate the word lone wolves, I don't use it, I think it's a made up term to disguise the fact that terror groups are active. Mm-hmm. They're getting, they're being radicalized by someone overseas. Um, or the person that radicalized them eventually was somebody from overseas radicalized them. And they're probably getting direct orders to do what they're doing, whether it's through message boards or whatever. Um, but, it's point, smart to, but it's smart to characterize them as lone wolves because then they don't really have a connection, although they are connected. They don't have a connection to a group. Right, right, exactly. And then you can claim that you're beating that group. Yes. That's why I hate the term. But to answer your question, I think that at that point, they become enemy combatants. Right. Terrorism is just a form of warfare. Right. No matter what, how you try to classify it, it's horrible. Warfare is horrible, folks. It is. Terror is just one means that an enemy group tries to defeat you. It's, it's like bombing. It's like mm-hmm. an ambush. Mm-hmm. It's, just a, it's just a different, a and, different and tactic. I, I don't at understand. that point, I would use... Yeah, but why do people feel like that we can fight terrorist fear? 
Like th- this is this is a game. This is not a game. This you, is real mean? life. Can... Well, they think that you know we should sing Kumbaya, oh. and they're just gonna give oh. us the information. If we're kind Meanwhile. Of yeah. You bet if they catch one of our guys, one of our spies, one of our CIA operatives, yeah. one of our soldiers, they will torture them. I mean, sure. think about just with um, that one case where they stopped our naval ship. Um, you know, they released them, but they preyed on the motions of that female and mm-hmm. they use it against all those males. It doesn't take very much, yeah. you know, to get the information that you need. Well, and I think that people forget we uh, during the Revolutionary War. We became terrorists to a degree when you think about the way the British were fighting. Mm-hmm. You know, line up, come up, boom, mm-hmm. you know, line up. We finally figured out you hide in the trees, you start plinking them off. Mm-hmm. So we technically mm-hmm. used terror or guerrilla warfare to defeat and to become a, 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 an independent country. Yeah. It's got to do what you got to do. That's know, just it. And it's interesting, off of that, like before that warfare was gentle, it's, it was a gentleman's game. Right. Um, we actually kind of evolved that gentleman's game into modern day warfare. And it's actually mm-hmm. one of the reasons why in the 1800s we were considered the warriors of the warriors. Japan actually sought us out because we were the war. They sought technology, people from all over the world. Um, hey, let, you know, teach us this, teach us this, teach us that. When they started making their little reformation, um, mm-hmm. breaking away from isolationism. And they brought warriors from America because we radically changed warfare. And isn't it interesting, the fact that we did, in fact, defeat the British with their gentlemen's warfare, the line-up, knee, shoot. That's what we've become again. Yeah. We've become the gentlemen's warfare. You've got to do it by the rules. You've got to do this, this, this. And then the terrorists, with their terrorist activity, their guerrilla warfare, they're kicking our ass. But I would like to point out that, that, at that when they become, like, when an American chooses to attack Americans based off of orders from, from a foreign land or a foreign soul or foreign group, they become enemy combatants at that point. Right. Absolutely. At that right. point, it would be Geneva Convention rules. That's exactly right. We don't break Geneva Convention rules under advanced interrogation techniques. We don't do it. Um, no matter how many congressmen or, you know, whoever is trying to, you know, stomp this out or make us, you know, wusses, mm-hmm. we're not breaking the Geneva mm-hmm. Convention there. Mm-hmm. So I would in- immediately declare... Even- even the most progressive uh, liberals that are in the House and Senate won't even go that far. When you're talking about Diane Feinstein, who was chairwoman of the uh, Intelligence Committee, have you ever heard her talk about interrogation tactics in a negative way? They don't because they understand that you get the information that you need and you're able to react to the enemy. It's just that simple. If, and, and, if, and if you think that's torture, you've never seen the effects of torture. You've never seen someone that's actually been tortured. Yeah. I have, yeah. and it's horrible. Right. It's horrible. Let's um, go to North Korea. Go to North Korea. Right. Let's go to anywhere the, in the uh, Middle East, any right. of those Gulf kingdoms. Let's take a short break, and then when we come back, because um, I don't know what the answer to any of this is. I don't know that any of us do. But uh, I want to talk about the, um, the PC police again, the oh, Marine Corps removing the word man from 19 job titles. Good God. I know. It's going to kill. It is killing us. We'll, we'll talk about that here in a second when Pat and Stu returns. Don't move. The word man. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. 
okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. We are standing right here. It's uh, Brad Staggs. It's Lawrence Jones. It's Jason Buttrell in for Pat and Stu and Jeffy today on the program. They have officially started their vacation. And this morning on uh, the Four Minute Buzz, Sarah Kolk, who was the uh, one of the uh, production assistants on Glenn's show, she, she said, "I was saying I'm your personal assistant," and I said, "Oh man, would you just not kill to have a personal assistant?" And when I say kill, I don't literally mean kill. Because you know what kind of trouble that goes. Uh, it would probably take some of the stress off. That's how unfair it is, though. They go on vacation. We have to fill in for them. But when they're not on vacation, we have to work for them. We got to work. When yeah. can we get off? That's know. what I want to know. know. Oh, don't even get me started <laughs> about <laughs> getting a day off. Uh, it's oh, you don't know. Well, the... I get off because you know I exercise my black privilege. <laughs> <and> That's <laughs> right. I get more vacation days than all. See, <laughs> it's so yeah. easy for you. <laughs> you know, you've got it so I'm sorry. easy. It, it, it just has to happen. Speaking of politically correct. Correct. Um, all right. This is according to the Daily Mail. The uh, Marine Corps has removed the uh, the word man. It's being taken out of 19 job titles with the U.S. Uh, Marine Corps. Uh, the word Marine will instead be uh, used in place of the word man for 15 job titles. Uh, Marine Rifleman Sergeant uh, Jeff Heath uh, told the Post, on one hand, the name changes from man to person or whatever they want to call it, doesn't really matter. But on the other, it's a direct reflection, a reflection on society's crybaby political correctness. I like this guy. Uh, crybaby political correctness. Uh, official reveal will likely happen soon, according to the newspaper. Uh, Jason, you said you <laughs> had something that you wanted to say. He says, I'll save what I have to say for when we come back on. So the Marine Corps, as far as equality is concerned, is the best organization in the country and in the world. Because to the higher-ups and to all your, your, uh, your the leaders, commanders, whatever, mm-hmm. everyone is equally horrible, disgusting, and worthless. <laughs> they do not show preference to any color, right. to any race, religion, right. or gender. They never have. They've always said there's only one color in the Marine Corps. This is what, and ask any Marine. They'll tell you this. Green. They say there's only one color. It's green. We're all green. And they even say, some people will say female Marine, or, or yes, or they'll make the decision of female Marine. You'll, a lot of times you'll get corrected and say, she's a Marine. She's not a right. female Marine. So we, ha- we, I'm still, you know, always faithful. I am still a Marine, uh, still consider myself a Marine. Uh, to this day, we, we, we hold those same beliefs. We do not see that. Now, this is the drawback of being in the Department of the Navy. Sorry, Navy guys, I had to say that. <laughs> This came down. This is not the Marine Corps said this. this I was came- going to say, so how did this happen? What what kind of craziness started this? Because Secretary of the Navy, he's the one that ordered us to do it. Political appointee. Why? Did you look at some of the changes? It's like infantrymen. Uh, I think that might have actually stayed. I don't remember. But that's not gender specific. Woman, man, infantryman. It's, it's, it's not gender specific. It says man. 
That's gender specific. Infantry man. But it's you, not infantry woman. It's infantry man. Every single one of them is something stupid like that. Who and there was only the, there was only like twelve to sixteen like references of this because we don't have. It's not a problem. They're trying to fix something that's not a problem. It never has been a problem in the Marine Corps. Uh, former former Army intelligence specialist Kayla Williams told Stars and Stripes. All of these steps making job titles gender neutral, like the change from fireman to firefighter, are really important to help young girls understand they can grow up to tackle any challenge they are qualified to do. This is so ridiculous. That is close to one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. They should be worrying about their job, keeping Americans safe. And they're yes. more concerned, political appointees from Barack Hussein Obama is more concerned about political correctness. Do we really need to have gender-neutral titles to make sure that young girls can, can, are told or are taught that they can accomplish anything they set their minds to? No. Has it stopped women from joining the service? No. Or doing no. anything? Anything. Right. This has never been a problem. Right. <laughs> That's, right. That is I, the issue. From what I understand, there are women in the fire department. Mm -hmm. There are women in the police department, in, in the service, in the Army, Navy, Marines, there's women. I don't think if you are male, female, red, yellow, black, white, whatever color you are, if you can qualify for the job description, if the job description requires you to be able to carry an 80-pound hose up a 100-foot-tall ladder to be able to put out a fire, if you can do it and mm -hmm. you're two feet tall and mm -hmm. weigh 50 pounds and you're yellow... Mm -hmm then you should be able to get the job. But you know what's next? Now they're going to want them to address them by the race. The black oh, Lord. fire woman. The Mexican <sighs> fire woman. I'm, I'm serious. What, what else, what, what's next? Do you know what you call a Mexican in space? No. An astronaut, you racist. See? <laughs> Thank you. You can try that one at home. Uh, the, the thing about it is, is what, you're right. We don't need these titles. <laughs> that caught me completely off guard. That's because I have been around a lot longer than you have. <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> See? There are advantages, some, some. to being old. Some. Um, it's just another example of how political correctness is... We're so concerned about the stupid things mm -hmm. that we don't focus on the important stuff. And then you get things like the airport. It's like, going to kill us all, I'm yes. telling you. And, I've, and, and I, I th I've said before that like, I don't like, like affirmative action. Because I don't like just continue, constantly bringing this mm -hmm. up. Because my kids don't, like I said before, they don't know the difference right mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. They really don't. But when all these things come up, then they're like, that puts the question in their mind. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, why is this an issue? Mm -hmm. Then they get introduced to it. Mm -hmm. So similar with the Marine Corps, there was never an issue. In fact, exactly the opposite. If, if you had a son or daughter and they wanted to feel equal to everyone else regardless, I'd say join the Marine Corps. Mm -hmm. there, 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 was, there was no divides there. There mm -hmm. Absolutely none. Racial, gender, nothing. If you want to feel exact, and if you were a racist or a bigot or sexist or whatever, go join the Marine Corps. Four you years learn, of that will cure you. Learn, you'll learn come out quickly. Yeah, you'll learn quickly. And along the um, the uh, PC um, lines, uh, North Carolina is now uh, or it might change its uh, bathroom law. Have uh, you read about this now? I and I want to make sure I understand this um, because they are considering changes. But the critics say it's not going far enough. As it stands, the law prevents local governments in North Carolina from passing non-discrimination ordinances and bans transgender people from using the bathroom that corresponds with their gender identity. 
<sighs> yes, mm. Musa. Because I, I'll, before I forget, so we're in New York and riding in the cab, and these PSAs come on the little screen in the cab, and it, apparently the, New York has spent several hundred thousand dollars on these public service announcements that are, it, it's, there, there are no words, it's just video of, I, I think a man walks into a men's room, a woman walks into a woman's room, and then in the men's room, the, I, I think it was a woman who had you know, kind of like a butch haircut, and mm. was probably trans, I don't know if she, whatever Gender, she whatever. was, but the, and then a, a guy with long hair and boobs, I don't know, it was strange. It was, the bottom line at the end of it said, we're all ordinary people living ordinary lives. Use the bathroom that suits your, who you, um, what was the word that it used, that you feel. Uh, use the bathroom that feel, uh, conforms to you, who you are as a person. And I thought at the end of it, I don't even know what that means. Uh, that, how did we take something like going to the bathroom and complicate it to this point? You, you, you know what's even more interesting is that, yes, I'm ticked off about adults. This, this is something that we have to deal with as adults. And, of course, you don't want your child going to the bathroom with a pervert. And I'm not talking about the transgender community. I'm talking about the perverts that are going to take advantage sure. uh, of the law because you can self-identify. And no matter if you've transitioned what or not. What does that even mean? You self if you want to identify as a dog, you can identify as a... There's a hydrant every I'm just, you know, yeah. 200 feet. Yeah. But the point is, the making is, is that do we think that it's actually okay for young people today to be showering together boys and girls just because they want to identify as something that day. I mean, this is just insane. This is something that parents should be discussing. Yeah. Now it's forced on their kids. Like, right. I, I just don't feel comfortable when that time comes for me to have children send them to school. It's just on the it's torching it. On the subject of self-identifying, I just think it's just, it's just so ridiculous uh, and even <laughs> hypocritical how for, for homosexuality, they've always fought for it's a bio, it's biology, it's a biological mm -hmm, thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But now, your gender the is not is biological; right. it's a state of mind. Right. Yes, and that's where yeah, it's right. become how beyond hypocritical. And one more thing: <laughs> can we talk about how long this acronym is getting? This LGB <laughs> elemental P. Oh, thing? now it's LBGTQ. And a Q. Yes. How it's long a Q. is this thing going to get? This Q. is getting insane. Yeah. And I saw, well, again, on the side of a bus, we happened to be in New York at the same time of the, um, it was Gay Pride uh, oh, weekend. Yeah. And it, mm -hmm. I mean, it was huge. 1.6 million people were there. Mm -hmm. It was an incredibly large event. And one of the, it was, to see, it wasn't LGBT. It was, it was GLBT. Huh? I know. And I thought, I wonder if they just misprinted that or if that was if that's something new that we have to. It must have been an update that we haven't gotten yet. Look, I've met men <laughs> and I've known men who were literally um, uh, women trapped in a, in a man's body. I mean, he was very uh, uh, Marty. I'll just use his first name. He if there was ever an instance of a man or of a woman trapped in a man's body, Marty embodied it. He was one of those guys. Beautiful when he dressed up as a woman. Oh. I mean, stunning. And what else are you going to tell you? I went on a date. He said no. <laughs> no, he, no, beautiful when he dressed up as a woman. He was one of those guys, though, and I guarantee, Jason, you've met people like this that oh, yeah. you wanted to protect. I mean, it was, you know, yeah. it was the, you know that feeling. You yeah. just get that, and 
as a man, yeah. you ha- you are, I think, your instinctual, uh, your instincts tell you to protect women. Right, 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 right. Um, and he felt, he, you felt the same way about this guy as you did a woman. So mm-hmm. I really think that that happens. But when we take it to this extreme, to where we've muddied the water mm-hmm. so much, mm-hmm. you don't even know what we're even talking about. Well, the thing is, is that the people that are, 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 I don't have a problem with the people that are legitimately transgender. Because they've probably already been going to the restroom already without any law being passed. It's right. just they, they dress up and then they do it. But now, because there's a law passed, people that are perverts are just going to go and stand up, and just like many cases in Target and other places, and do their you know, prey on kids and women. Do I, have to take another break? I think we have to take another break here. Uh, we'll take a break and we'll continue this nonsense <laughs> and when we come That's back. That's what it is, nonsense. Yeah, yeah. It is nonsense. It was... I want to see if I can find that. Look at that. I was just trying to tweet. Apparently, I'm not fast enough. So I'm just going to hit tweet. Tweeting live on air? Tweeting live on air. I know. They used to be Oh, he tagged me. I just got alert on my phone. See? I did, too. Uh-huh, right? See? Alert. I'm not as dumb as I look. Look at that. You have an alert. All right. So we were talking about the transgendered bathroom LGBTQ LMNOP before we left. <laughs> it is kind of LMNOP in the bathroom. Thing. That is offensive, Brad. Oh, but, you, but we're, you we're, ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> we're also just saying that the whole purpose of an acronym, guys, is to make it easier. But we are now approaching that diminishing returns right. point in this acronym. Because that, there's never enough for social justice warriors. <laughs> um, there's never enough. They, they have to continue to push more and more and more. It's, pretty soon you're not going to be able to tweet it because it's going to be more characters right. than the 140 characters. Right. And then you're going to fight tweet. Twitter to get more characters so they can include it. <laughs> so, Damn it! So in, so in Charlotte, this the draft legislation uh, the, by Charlotte, uh, blah, 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 suggests newsmakers may be walking back portions of the bill. The biggest change in the draft would allow transgender people to provide certificates of sex reassignment to prove their new gender. All right, there's a good jumping off point because is that going to become the new ID card? So wait, and and first of all, when do they ask you for your gender identity card? And then how, I mean, seriously. How about you just present your birth certificate? How How about about you just drop your pants? (laughs) <laughs> that's pretty, I mean, that's kind of what does it. I didn't mean right here, right now. But you know what I'm saying? I mean, like, I was getting ready to do it. Well, you know, yeah, don't yeah. Ma- biology doesn't matter. Right, it won't matter right. what you show. No, no. And that's, and that, Andrew, did we, uh, can we show that video from YouTube? Did we get that? Got it. All right. So we're going to see that in a little bit. But let me just tell you, the, the tagline of the New York City PSA was, you, we're ordinary people you, uh, living ordinary lives. Use the bathroom consistent with who you are. Okay. <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't... Th- that leaves me more confused. I thought that's what I was doing. I know. I know. And it, that, to me, leaves it more wide open than anything else. Consistent with who you are feeling like? You know who I blame for this stuff? 
back to North Carolina. Yeah. I blame for entities and people like North Carolina. Mm. The, you, you talked about, I mean, you're, you're giving in to a bully. You talked about wanting to protect people. I mean, it's because we have bullies out there, but, you know, like bigoted bullies that will do stuff. I don't, I don't care. And Republicans don't have a backbone at no. all. No, and you're enabling this stuff. Mm-hmm. That's why that this bully, this LGBT, elemental P, whatever <laughs> uh, stuff, <laughs> the, the reason that they're so powerful is because they're bullying you into submission. Right. Because, Put your foot down and stop. Because they shame you. It's just like telling the person that. It's not racist, that you're racist. And this is what I loved about Andrew Breitbart. I never forget. I was at a rally. And, um, you know, these uh, protesters, it it was before Black Lives Matter. Anyway, they they just kept going and going and on. And then they go to Andrew Breitbart and says, you're racist. And Andrew goes, so? (laughs) Like, (laughs) so? And the guy was like, what? Like, did you just admit to being racist? He was like, I'm just saying so, so we can talk about the real issues facing our country. <laughs> nice. And the guy was totally disarmed. Nice. This is all they have. Either you're a homophobe, you're Islamophobic, you're racist. They call you all these names. Some of you guys, they just can't call me that type of stuff because <laughs> I have that black <laughs> privilege. Card. You're wearing your black suit. You know? what is it, and what does it mean <clears throat> to be a racist? Does that mean... Mm-hmm. that I make mention of the fact that you're black? It Does doesn't it have mean... any meaning anymore. It's like if you even use color in anything. Like, you guys not laughing with me, I feel like that's racist. Yeah. Because you're two white guys, and y'all should be laughing with me. Well, if you were ever funny, we would. <laughs> it, see, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't see matter. It's, 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 see, it's funny y'all laugh together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's right. Why are y'all teaming up against me? I'm serious. We Isn't joke about obvious? this. But th- this is what they do. Yeah. You know? Lawrence, how, are, have you experienced like hardcore racism, especially here in the South? Just anywhere, not just in the South, but Oh, I've, I've experienced it, but I don't allow it to get the best of me. You know, there's been cases, I mean, I'm not saying that it's eliminated, but the the response is always key. I don't respond to ignorance by giving them the satisfaction of w- watching me get riled up for their ignorance. It's a small portion of our population. And this is beyond social media and mm-hmm. those, you know, keyboard cowboys. This is like in real life. Mm-hmm. Someone really. Yeah, like, okay. I've experienced like uh, one thing I've, I've experienced is that there's this always this thing that, you know, of people being followed in stores. Like, I've been followed in the store before, yeah. like, for just crazy stuff. <laughs> what, they think of, you're going to steal something? Oh, but I always have a response to it, you know. Um, for instance, there was this one lady. She followed me around, and I was like, ma'am, I don't need anything. The second time, she was like, ma'am, I don't need any help. The third time, I was like, ma'am, I don't need... The fourth time, I was like, ma'am, I do need your assistance. How about you hold these clothes for me? <laughs> and I made her stand until I left the store holding my clothes. And she was like, sir. I was like, no, you're going to hold these clothes for me until I finish shopping. And then I decided I didn't want it anymore. <laughs> now, I could have went on TV and said, oh, I got this racist incident. But it just felt so good That's awesome. letting her understand that, you know, you're not going to make me feel bad. You feel bad. That's awesome. Seriously. So they just because, be, and, and, I mean, was she white or black or what? She was white. And the next time when I came in the store, she was like, hello, Mr. Jones, how you doing? You know? Because I'm a shopaholic, and I right. always shop at different stores. He does stores. like his clothes. So he it's like... That. You didn't do the pretty woman moment? Where you're like Julia Roberts? Like, <laughs> remember that last time? Big mistake. Bye-bye. <laughs> big and mistake. And no, your no. credit card. Yeah, big mistake. No, because they had a sale, and I had to go back in there. You know, I, gotta, I cannot 
I can't let this racism stop my cells. I so would a pretty woman that that would have been awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you know, that's actually a game in Hollywood where um, <laughs> celebrities um, like Oprah and you've heard different stories of black celebrities in Hollywood. Well, they'll they'll go in, into expensive stores and they'll dress differently so they Disguise. it won't look yeah, yeah. yeah. and so. They'll they'll lure people into profiling them or whatever, and then they'll make a big stink about it. It's like a game for them. Oprah's done it like three or four times. Really? Or where she walk walk because she looks hideous without her makeup. Um, wow. She does. Have you ever saw the color purple? So do I. Yeah. Yeah, you're okay though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to go out to yeah. dinner? But black doesn't crack, but hers did crack a little bit. Black um, doesn't crack. So she goes into the store and she lures them, and then they're like, "Hey, you don't have enough money to spend here." And, of course, Oprah is the billionaire, and she goes on her show and talks about it. But I just I just refuse to allow people's hate, you know, stop me. And ignorance. From it. But you know what? It's reverse discrimination as well. I've had some of my white friends that go back to the hood with me, and it's like, what you doing here? That's the same. That's just the same thing, you mm-hmm. know. My problem. Oh, I, my problem with stunts like that is you're. It's like you're trying to manufacture this. Mm-hmm. And how many stores did she go into where she was right. treated great? Right. You know what I mean? But there is no one today besides maybe a few like groups, like companies on Facebook or something like that, that are pointing out people doing good things. We don't right. have enough of that mm-hmm. nowadays. Mm-hmm. But I guarantee you there's a ton of people in there that probably, tr- I mean, in that instance, probably treated her just perfectly. Right. Amazingly. Right. But she wanted to highlight. The negative. Right. That one person in like, 50. Like Michelle Obama, she did the same thing. It was like, oh, they asked me to take something off the top chef for him. Well, maybe the lady thought that you were tall. I mean, you're like six uh-huh. one. Yeah. You know, maybe she wanted to do that. And it must be so that. hard for you being the first lady, getting all your food catered to you by your butlers and all that type of stuff like that. You know, it's just, it's just, I'm, I just don't believe in making well, a I big stink. I, I tell you what, I just learned coming. something. You know? though. I just learned something. <laughs> my wife, my, I, my wife's Mexican. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, obviously as white as it gets, <laughs> but she, she's probably like half of my, my size. But and she always asks me to get stuff, get pots and pans yeah. and stuff. I'm gonna tell her because she's being racist in, in America. That's what I'm doing. That is now my way out of that. It's not because I'm six five. It's because I'm white. Right. This is bullcrap. Jason, <laughs> Jason married a hater. We'll uh, we'll explore more of that when we take a break. We'll be back on the other side with more patents too after this. We're back uh, in for patents too. It's Brad. It's Lawrence. It's Jason, and um, you never know where we're going to go next. So let's go to Watch. That is the uh, Massachusetts-based uh, World Against Toys Causing Harm, otherwise known as Buzzkill. Um, let's see here. They warn that self-balancing uh, scooters, known as hoverboards, remain on the market despite being banned by some retailers, That's airlines, it. and schools. That's because, cool. Because they're so cool. That's so cool. All right, so this cool. is this is the um, the Nerf gun. Is this the Nerf rival? Yes. All right, so the, they warn, and the, the report uh, mentions two specific toys, the Nerf rival gun, which shoots small bullets, and the Land of Nod Octo Rattle, which poses a choking hazard as being particularly harmful. Jason, however, 
you got your son. Yeah, screw this, this company. Uh-huh. Forget that. <laughs> the I'll, tell you what, this, I'll tell you what this toy did for my son. <laughs> my son was getting torn up in the neighborhood. They, every Friday, Saturday, they have a Nerf battle. He was getting his butt handed to him. So what did Dad do? He bought him a double-bladed uh, Darth Maul Star Wars lightsaber, tucks that in, in his back shirt. He busts out one of those bad boys. And the moment that, to this day, when he steps out with that, with that rival gun, you, all you see is butt scattering all over the neighborhood. Get the heck out of there. He's just like... What a cool dad. I know, right? What a freaking cool dad. Like, I got you, son. You, it's war. If you want your kid to dominate, get the rival. That thing's awesome. Jason became the dad I said I wanted to be when I grew up. I know. Up. You know, because you do. You sit, When you're young, you're like, I'm going to be the coolest dad. I'm going to let my kids do this, and right? you're going to be able to drink beer when they're 18, then you grow up and you become that, and you're like, oh man, dude, you can't do any of that, but Jason did it. And so that, that's... It's so freaking cool. What happened to us just having fun? I, yes. Our you can't have fun. We These used to have Roman candle fights, for crying out loud. <laughs> yeah. Bottle rocket fights. I know. Yes. We're fine. You I know. know. And what happened was, if you got hurt, other kids went, oh man, I shouldn't do that, because remember, Bob, Bobby, he went to the hospital, he shouldn't do that. The first thing a kid wants to do when you tell them they shouldn't do something is do it. They have to learn nine times out of ten for themselves. the hard way. Yeah. So you have to pick the stupid kid on the block. <laughs> Let them get injured. <laughs> they become the example. Yeah. What's wrong with that theory? My kids Nothing. used to do the thing where they put the boxing gloves on and they would go on the uh, trampoline. I think every kid has oh, done that. Oh, yeah, I remember And the, they have uh, little w, you know, UFC fights on there. Uh-huh. And every other parent was like, oh, no, don't do that. Don't do that. I was like, no, let them do that. The right. first black eye, they won't do that ever exactly. again. Exactly. Right. Straight up. My son bladed both nostrils out of his nose one day. And, and it, it was, that was it. And right. that was it. doesn't happen at all anymore. Case we've, closed. We've turned our, with the exception of Jason's kids, we have turned <laughs> our kids into a bunch of wusses. Yeah, <laughs> they can't. They can't. Fi- I mean, they can't climb trees because, good grief, what happens if you fall out of one? Uh... Why do we do this to our kids? I know, I know. Yeah. It's but, sad. Put, put a, okay, I'm all for putting the warning label on there. Sure. Put the warning label on there so uh, I know personally right, what to right, expect. Right, But let I me can, be the parent. Exactly. You, know? you can make that as the parent. As yeah. a, I don't need an organization watchdog right. whatever to tell me to try to ban these Yeah, toys. because their next thing is, is it's a pass of law saying if this parent does this, then we're going to take their kids yes. away. Yeah. Exactly. You know? But, now, the hoverboard is a different story, though. You know, those it's, things are setting on fire. That's different. That's different. My are they, brother has one. Are they really catching on fire? They're catching on fire. How cool yeah. would that be to get that on, on YouTube, though? Oh, it's all on YouTube. See? Yeah. So there's a cool factor to the fire thing. It's so freaking cool, <laughs> but I don't know. Some the friction or something. Where there's friction, there's fire. That's what they say. <laughs> all right. Take another quick break. We'll be back with more of the Fat and Stew program after these. Yeah, we got one more hour. Yeah, I know. Time flies. Back. It is Pat and Stu. Actually, it's Brad and Lawrence and Jason. And can I just send out kudos to our uh, our art department, our graphics guys, because that little 
intro there was all done. It's not computer stuff. Well, some of it is, but the, like little paper cutouts mm -hmm. of Pat and Stu and Jeffy. And they just move it. Yeah, they just it, it's literally it stop motion. And when you watch that, I mean, a lot of work went into that. Mm -hmm. I just hours give them a shout out because I need a favor coming up later. <laughs> uh, no, it's um, we were talking uh, a little bit about the whole bathroom issue that um, I was going to say it won't go away, but we're why it won't go away. Uh, we have the video that. Um, we were up in New York this past weekend. This was playing in the cabs. I guess it's playing on TV as well. Uh, it's about the transgender bathroom issue. And let's just play it and we'll talk about it on the other side. <clears throat> By the way, that there's a woman who's on orange is the new black. Her. Laverne Cox. Yes. Is that what they, that's Serena Williams. <laughs> right there. <laughs> she want to be Serena. She's great on orange, isn't she black? Yeah, there's like no talking in this thing. She's also a twin. Is she had a brother or sister? Yeah, it's a brother. They're twin boys. Oh, okay. well, I'm okay. sorry. I get you. Trans. Right. Whatever. Now, watch when the guy, the white guy. Oh, oh no. for sure, that was such a great meeting. What's up, girl? Have watch, I watch the white guy come in and give the black guy a nod. Watch it. Yeah, what's up? So stop by my office when you can. And that's I'll what I'm talking about. Sure. Oh, that's not Laverne Cox. It sure looks like her. It does. You sure it's not her? Okay, we are ordinary people living ordinary lives. Use the bathroom consistent with who you are. Look. Someone please just explain that to me. Kind of a loaded phrase like, there. Like, like I said... I have no problems with transgender people. No, I don't either. Doing their ba their business. Obviously, you don't want somebody in a dress and a wig and all that type of stuff going into the man's bathroom. But the question is, do we need laws? No, they, if they were in a wig and a dress, they'd be going into the women's bathroom. No, but what I'm saying, if they come in the men's, that's kind of weird having somebody in a wig and a dress still go into the men's bathroom. Jeffy like comes K in the men's bathroom. I know. See what he wears. Is that a wig that it, Jeffy has on? Sometimes. I Depends knew. Depends on who he's identifying I mean, as. Okay. 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 But, <laughs> that makes more sense. Uh huh. You cannot make this stuff up. <laughs> How in the world did we devolve as a society? into worrying about who pees where. I want to know how long it took them to, to make that to make that well to make that final phrase, just to think up that final yeah, phrase yes. consistent with who you are. Because think I'm just gonna imagine them going through several drafts. Oh yeah. They're like, oh, consistent with your gender. No, like, no, 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 can't, can't do, do that. that. Can't no. do that. because um, that sounds a little can, bigoted. Can, and consistent they, with who you They could turn that around on biology feel um, like. crud. Consistent with who you you know what's interesting about this? When you're talking about someone like Caitlyn Jenner, mm -hmm. who still has his man part. How do you know? He said it. He still likes women. Hey, no, he's not lying. I think I believe him. Why? I think he's a sicko. Hey, so wow. so, so why? Well, right. I do. So why is the tra because of off of that point? Why is the T in the elemental P acronym? Transgender. Yeah. But why is it? Because it doesn't have anything to do with being lesbian or gay or queer. Some, some transgender people, like Laverne Cox, is actually gay. But some of them aren't. But some of them aren't. So why is it in that acronym? I don't know. Makes no sense to me. It, it, the whole Caitlyn Jenner thing doesn't make any well, sense. Because he's still, she, excuse me, she, she likes still, women. She still likes women. Like he was adamant about. He's not getting rid of it because he still wants women. 
So he, what you're saying, she, excuse, she, she has the best of both worlds. That's exactly he, right. He, and yeah, I mean, he never so, has to so leave now, the house. So, if you know so what now, I'm ladies, saying. let's walk you through this. So now he's going to mm-hmm. women's bathrooms, mm-hmm. okay, and looking at women's that he's attracted to in the bathroom <laughs> because you just don't turn off your attraction. Yeah. Right, but, okay, you're in the bathroom for crying out loud. That is the last place I want to go and, like, hey, check her out. Uh, actually, women, that's social hour for them. Not in the stalls. Well, that's at nasty. the counter, he could be like, hey, watching his hands, like, oh, look at hey, her. What's up? Look at her. Can I get it, your number? Okay, but she's fully clothed. You can do that standing outside. You don't have to be in the bathroom for that. I don't know, but what if he wants to take it another step and pin her down? In the bathroom? In the bathroom. Why would he There's no down safe the space. What if he just locked the door? Didn't want to have a little private time with her. Wow. I had never thought about all that. You've, I know. Really, you've really thought this out. I know. <laughs> Look how produced this thing was. How much did that cost? A lot. I, I read somewhere it was several hundred thousand dollars. And which, Shut up. For, well, that wasn't the only for one. For the campaign. Yes, for the, whole, for the whole campaign. Are you sure that's not Laverne Cox? No, that's not her. You sure? Uh-uh. It sure looks like it. Are you saying all black transgender women look alike? That's no, what he's saying. I'm just saying that that's one saying. That's exactly what that's what look it. alike. That's what, that's, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. I just... <laughs> I, <laughs> oh, I trapped him. Oh, he's so... <laughs> no, I'm just... I'm watching this and it makes me... I'm just so confused. <laughs> no, it's not Laverne Cox. As a matter of fact, you know Laverne Cox would have made them pay her big time money to be in this. And not if she just believed... Oh, no, okay. that's not See, her. I see what you're saying yeah, here. It's not that angle. It's definitely right. Serena Williams. Right. <laughs> Serena. Here comes a white guy with a black guy. I love that. What's up? What's up? <laughs> What's up? See, it's like, what? Yeah, that, see, see, that's more offensive to me than anything else. Her voice would have freaked me out right there. I know. She was like, like what's see, Laverne, up? Laverne Cox doesn't have a man voice. <laughs> she still has an Adam's apple, though, right? No, they shaved it. Golly. She went through the whole thing. And do you realize in the state in Texas, if you're in prison, we're now paying for... Prisoners that didn't finish their transition, we pay for that. Shut up. The state does. Are we Get really? Out. Yeah. Do you remember it's the guy, lot. what, 10, 12, 15 years I'm ago? He, uh, he was in prison. I think he was in, uh, a lifer, and he had the boobs on his back. <laughs> was, it, was it on his back? What, was it ex- He had boobs. Are he you sure boobs it was up. boobs or was it excess fat on his back? Whatever it was, he had the, they had some, he had the operation to put boobs somewhere. <laughs> and we paid for it. I'm telling you, you can't make this stuff. No, up. you really can't. Um, all right, so which leads me because Jason and I were talking uh, during the break about the fact that all of this money that we spent on the bathroom thing, mm-hmm. what seven point eight or whatever it was, we've actually spent more on that than we have on Benghazi and the investigation into what actually happened in Benghazi. And people are pissed <laughs> off about it too. That we haven't spent as much, or that we spent more. That we people spent the money. Spent oh. the money on the investigation. Oh, on the Benghazi mm-hmm. thing. Oh, that's yeah. right. That, that's the guy that uh, uh, tweeted um, um, uh, Chris uh, Hutanto. Um, oh, Tanto. Yeah. Mentioned him and me and and the, and the Blaze. <laughs> Tonto got pissed. Oh yeah, he gets He's pissed. He's like, "Here's your twenty bucks to take all your seventeen followers out for coffee." <laughs> but it's because like, the guy was just dissing the whole Benghazi. Uh, uh, it's unacceptable, though. It's unacceptable that they're 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 complaining about the money being spent on that. I, what do you? Okay, what is your take on the whole thing, Jason? I mean, from a military standpoint, we and I say we by the government did these guys wrong. Well. It's a disgrace 
straight up, no way to put it, what happened in Benghazi. The fact that we did not deploy our military. We have assets all over the world. The specific purpose of those assets mm -hmm. is to respond to these situations. Mm -hmm. Now, I say we're the first global superpower. What's the point of being a global superpower if you're not going to use the assets you forward deployed mm -hmm. to safeguard against these things? Mm -hmm. Now, that came out in this uh, report was that there was a Marine FAST team. They're, um, I don't remember what the acronym stands for, but um, they're, they're a counterterrorism group. Mm -hmm. And um, they're not as hardcore as like uh, special forces and stuff like mm -hmm. that, like one tier below that. Mm -hmm. But that's their entire job is to respond to these things. They could have been there within a matter of a few hours. They could have been there. They had them changing in and out of their clothes mm -hmm. because they were arguing amongst themselves saying, The State oh, Department. The State Department was about, oh, uh, well, we don't want them going in in, in military uniforms because that might hurt their feelings. Mm -hmm. So let's put them in civilian clothes. That, that'll be you, better. You know what's interesting to me? Jason, I, and I would love your feedback on this. During the report, they said the president and the generals gave them the order to go, but then the State Department was managing, you know, who to stand down and who to go yeah. in the changing of the, the clothes. I think we have a sight of what actually went happened here in, in this report Is uh, it from the, the uh, Republican representative. Peter one. All right, let's play that and see. It was the anniversary of the 9-11 attacks and there was a scheduled protest at the American Embassy in Cairo, Egypt. Despite the date's significance and despite Embassy Cairo's walls being breached by demonstrators, no military assets in the region were placed on alert or repositioned. In fact, a special operations force, typically stationed in Germany, was in the middle of a long planned training exercise in Croatia. F-16s based in Aviano, Italy, were undergoing a scheduled review with components disassembled. Complicating matters, the refueling tankers needed for any mission were stationed in England. The fleet anti-terrorism support teams in Rota, Spain did not have their own vehicles or aircraft. They would have to wait for transportation to arrive from Germany. Other special operations forces were based in the United States. The attack in Benghazi began suddenly, about 3.42 p.m. Washington, D.C. time. Smith was confirmed dead within an hour, and Ambassador Stevens was missing. We now know neither one of these brave men could have been saved. When President Obama discussed the attacks with Secretary of Defense Leon Panetta shortly after 5 p.m., he gave very clear directions. Do everything possible to save Americans. After Panetta and his team identified the military assets that could be deployed, he also gave a very clear order by 7 p.m. Deploy, active tense. He did not say prepare to deploy. He said deploy. See. I haven't heard this narrative before. Oh, yeah. That's what the report, the new report said when, when Trey, Trey Gowder, and this is a Republican that actually put this video together, this, this uh, congressman. They asked them, this is one of the things that came out yesterday, because I didn't know this, and I put a lot of the blame on Obama and the Secretary of Defense. And I still do, because... Well, yeah, because it seems like that they were saying to deploy. They told them to deploy, but it is their job. Was that verified? It was verified. From uh, many different levels? It military, was, everything? Mm -hmm, it was all, all verified, but the problem is, is that this is where they went wrong. After they said go, they put it in the hands of the State Department. They, they let the State Department monitor the situation. I've never heard that ever in my life that the, the State Department had control of the military or after the president gets a, gives a directive to act, 
then the State Department monitors it. Who? Why what, weren't the military officials in Obama in the Situation Room? State, State Department's not in the chain of command yeah. on there. And why? I, I, that's why I've never heard this, and, and it makes me not even really believe it, because I, this has been Obama's M.O. as he throws other people under the bus. Most recently, he he threw CENTCOM and intelligence officials under the bus saying that they weren't giving accurate information regarding how uh, the campaign against ISIS was going Mm -hmm. in Syria. Remember Mm -hmm. that, like, a few months ago? Mm -hmm. Um, So now, again, it's Obama and Secretary of Defense basically clearing themselves and saying, look, it's not our problem. This is a massive military screw-up. Well, the thing that got me is, you know, Leon Panetta left the administration because he was disgruntled with, you know, a lot of the things that were happening stand in orders of, you know, the micromanaging and all that. And he verified and said, this happened. So why didn't this come out before, though? Mm -hmm. Well, so I'm, I'm either I must be really thick because I'm now I'm I'm way lost. So the president and the secretary of defense said, do everything that you do. Everything they they have the emails, all uh, the intelligence so instead of doing our that. assets being deployed mm-hmm. to save uh, these people, the State Department, Hillary Clinton stepped in, managed it. And then that's where you got the change into the uniform and said, stop. They, they, essentially, yes. Essentially, yes. How can they even I mean, can't can't. She's not in the chain. State Department's not in the chain of command. State Department would advise Mm -hmm. when they would all get together and say, this is what we're going to do. But you would never. I've never heard of it before. That's what I'm saying. I'm so lost about it. Yeah. Because I was getting the updates and I read some of the report yesterday. And I was going through it. I was like, are you? And I really. One one of the things that I've done doing this report is that I know Trey Gowdy is very thorough because he's a former prosecutor and he goes into stuff that. It's not so much partisan. And so I was going through and I'm like, are you serious? How does this even make any sense? I've never heard of a case where the State Department manages the military. I would like to hear Trey Gowdy speak specifically on this, because mm-hmm. basically what you're saying is, is the military was incompetent in this situation. R- right. That's what you're saying. Right. Even go back from the beginning of that video, they're, they're talking about how the military was not ready on September 11th right. during the frigging Arab Spring. Right. OK. Uh, it, it's I mean, well, is is after the Arab Spring, but the anniversary uh-huh. of. Uh-huh. Do we have, okay, there, there's, there's a, a part, part two. Yeah, yeah. There's a part two. Let, let's watch that now. Two hours passed before Panetta's order was received. At about 2.39 a.m. Benghazi time, five hours after the assault began. By then, American personnel in Benghazi had retreated from the State Department temporary facility to the CIA annex, where they continued to repel multiple heavy assaults. While Ambassador Stevens was missing and the CIA annex was taking fire, The White House convened a two-hour multi-agency teleconference from 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. By the end of that meeting, a decision was made to deploy forces to Tripoli, not to Benghazi, 400 miles away. At approximately 11.15 p.m. in Washington, 5.15 a.m. in Benghazi, the third attack on the CIA annex began. Mortars hit the roof, killing Woods and Doherty. At this time, not a single military asset had moved toward Libya. Ultimately, the Americans in Benghazi were evacuated by Libyans who got them to the airport and flew them to Tripoli. It is concerning that none of the U.S. forces ordered to deploy 
met their required deployment timelines. The Special Operations Force in Croatia eventually landed in an intermediate staging base in southern Europe 22 hours after the Benghazi attacks began. A Special Operations Force from the United States arrived there roughly 90 minutes later. A fast platoon in Spain was picked up by a C-130 from Germany and arrived in Tripoli on September 12th nearly 24 hours after the attacks began. F-16s in Aviano, Italy were not deployed for multiple reasons, including a belief by military leaders that they would not be effective. Okay, I, I have a hard time believing any of this. So basically what they're saying was the military is completely incompetent. Um, the Obama administration is fully exonerated and they did everything they could. But if that's the case, then why didn't he go on a string of firings and public shamings? Right. Because a lot of these right. generals deserve to lose their job and be shamed in public. Why weren't they? And why why wasn't uh, uh, the um, you know the Secretary of State held accountable for getting involved with this? That's this how is in the hell was she able to give commands to generals? Mm-hmm. That it, makes no sense. This is 180 degrees off from what we expect. Oh, yeah. I mean. Oh, yeah. That's why I said if, if you haven't read the report, if you go read that report. I mean, it's like 600 and some pages. I don't believe it. I, I'm, I'm, tell, I'm telling you right now, I do not believe that's how it went down. I don't know why Trey Gowdy would be, you know, lax, lax in his investigation. I don't. Mm-hmm. I, that's hard for me to believe also. I know, but. But if this is the case, then, then show me the list of military personnel that were fired because of this. Because uh, there should be a lot of them. Because what you're saying is, is you it was think, their fault they are incompetent, not the administration. So you think, you think if, this is, if this is true, which you don't believe, you think it's the military fault that this happened? That's what they're saying? That's, I don't believe that, but that's what they're saying. If, 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 if what they're saying is true... You believe it would be the military? Because I still think that it's Obama's in the, in the Secretary of State. But, the, but what they're saying is that they told they they, they gave, gave the, the command, to, but to then the Secretary of State steps in because Obama was off the scene at that point. He wasn't following the situation, so they threw the Secretary in the Department uh, uh, over that situation. They threw them under the bus. State Department. Right, but they should never have any type of authority over the military, if I'm not mistaken. A general would never take an order from Secretary of State. He'd, be, he'd, be, he'd say, well, ma'am, but by all means, I don't take my orders from you. I take them from the president. But is, That's what he would but, say. But is that the change of culture now, Jason? Because right now, we're seeing generals dealing with Valerie Jarrett and national security advisors and things like that. That's why a lot of them have been removed They've been thrown under the bus. They've resigned. They went into early retirement. Do you think this is a change of, in culture? I, I have a hard time believing that as well because I've just I've served with so many great military people mm-hmm. that I don't see them standing for. But that. he's getting rid. Of, he's gotten rid of. He all has of getting them. rid of a lot of them. But I wonder. I wonder if the Benghazi committee was so focused on taking down Hillary Clinton that they kind of maneuvered her right there into the middle of this. So basically saying. Obama and and his uh, Secretary of Defense basically did their job, and they some for some reason put Hillary Clinton in a position of authority, uh, position of authority here. But in doing that, what they did was they made the military look extremely bad. Hmm. That's what they did. So you threw both of them under the bus. Now that might not have been his intention, but that's, but that's what, you what did. he did. That's what it ended up being. All right, we're going to continue to scratch wow. our heads, uh, stuff, and take a quick break here. We'll come back and make sense out of nonsense. Why not? Unbelievable.
Yep, they're on vacation now. Pat and Stu and Jeffy all gone, so Brad and Lawrence and Jason are here, and we're still scratching our heads over this mess. Over the explanation of what happened with uh, Benghazi and the fact that um, the president and the secretary of defense both ordered deployment of our assets to actually save the, the question is <clears throat> these Americans if, because Jason makes a stunning point when the, the commander in chief issued this order. Right. What did you say, Jason? These generals, there's no way there's. So I've seen <laughs> every rank in the military, all the way up to a three-star general, get his tail reamed for the most minor of a mistake in a combat uh, environment or situation. Now, and those are orders that come from other generals or other, you know, let's say it came from the Secretary of the Navy or something mm -hmm. like that. That's, that's big time. You follow that or you're... You're either packing your bags or something or worse. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, this is an order supposedly from the secretary of defense. Oh, no, from the president of the United States, mm -hmm. then the secretary of defense. The high, it doesn't get any higher. Mm -hmm. And what this report is insinuating is that the military said, eh, let's take our time. Screw it. Yeah, but Some of them are actually guys. Huh? There's no way the military leaves their guys down there. No. Right. So no. Someone had to issue a countermanding That's, order. But my to question the is, but, is that how in the world did the secretary of state get that authority? Does she go and say, hey, I'm operating under the authority of the president of the United States? Like, there's no command well, where the Secretary of State It exists. gets better because in the same report it says State, uh, State Department employees were reportedly shocked to see former U.S. Ambassador to the United Nations, Susan Rice, go on five Sunday shows and blame the uh, attacks on the anti-Muslim Internet video. That they were... That it was they, a blatant lie. Well, but the State Department was shocked to see her on there saying that. Uh, according to the final report, employees within Hillary Clinton's own State Department were immediately Immediately surprised by the claim, which administration officials were later forced to walk back. I love this. One State Department official said, I think Rice was off the reservation on this one. A blatant slap in the face and of Native Americans. Right. And off she, the reservation. Right. I'm offended. <laughs> and she's still our national security advisor to yeah. the president. It just, none we of this makes so any safe. sense. Guys, if this happened and I'm advising President Obama right afterwards, I'm like, hey, man, this is looking like a scandal unlike mm -hmm. anything we've seen in a while. Mm -hmm. But all you have to do is tell the truth and the truth will set you free here. All you have to do is say, look, I gave the order. There was mm -hmm. a breakdown in the chain of command. Mm -hmm. The military wasn't ready, which we all would have freaked out at first thinking he's blaming them. But once the, the evidence came out, we said, OK, yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. they, they, they disobeyed you. Now, I don't care who you are. I don't like President Obama, but he's our commander in chief. And if he gives an right. order, you follow that order. Right. And so all you'd have to do is say, yes, that that's what happened. But these are the guys responsible. General so-and-so, General so-and-so, Colonel so-and-so. They're fired. They are issuing a public apology to their fam to the men that died, their families. Mm -hmm. And now they're in Fort Leavenworth and they're not getting out. They're getting life yeah. sentences. They're not getting out. They basically murdered these men for disobeying my order. That's all you have to do. Scandal over. So what prevents him from doing that action. So I don't know. I, so you you pointed out that they that these orders supposedly were actually recorded. Yeah. And they had that. Re yeah, that's how they got it for because the, these were classified. They had to go when when they did the report. Gowdy went to the uh, got the situation room report and all that. That's th this is all new. We knew nothing about this. They did it. Yeah. But when they did, were doing the investigation, did the president ever come out in in after this and say I no. Okay, so that that's weird too. No. 
Why he's, did he never he say, say I ordered all of our assets to be deployed? No, he never. He never talked about that. He never talked about the meeting. He never said he monitored this from the situation. We know they did because, because of the chain of uh, back and forth where they were like, "Come save us! Come save us! Come save us!" I wonder. Right? It almost makes you think that he said this in the heat of the moment or whatever. Or no, he actually did his conscience and said right. we need to get our boys. Right. But and then I wonder then, if Ben Rhodes came in after the fact and said, it's good that you said that to those guys. It's good that that's on the record. But look, we're in an election year. You promised no boots on the ground. You've promised that we're defeating al-Qaeda. We just killed Osama bin Laden. We have no terrorist problem. Right, because this is three days before the election. Exactly. And we can't have this right before the election. So why don't you do this instead? Right. Now that I can buy. Right. And, and we know that the briefing was given to Jack Lew, who was the chief of staff. Then he's now the Treasury Secretary, where the president normally gets the uh, the briefing in the office. He just read the reports himself. Yeah. And then they went to the situation. And then they tell Susan Rice to say, hey, look, don't blame this on Al-Qaeda. Right. right. Let's, let's talk about the video. Exactly. And your talking points, just exit out of those CIA talking exactly. points. And then make sure you mention the video. Say that instead. And, and that's where that and, came and from. And then the people found out the truth. Right. And all hell broke break loose. So the president, after he issues the order to have our assets right. deployed. To the Secretary of Defense. Right. Then, when they're off the record or out of the meeting or out of the public eye or whatever it is, however they can get it, make sure that it is not written down on some record somewhere, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's when they privately they issue the... That don't, could be. We're just speculating. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, right. No, yeah. I understand. But, but that's... I mean, that makes because that's sense. The only, I don't understand at any point in time where there has been a... Uh, an order given by the commander in chief. Right. And the people don't fall in line. He is still the commander in chief. Jason is exactly right. He is still sure. over the military. Whether you, yeah, whether or not you like so him. It just doesn't make sense. And quite frankly, I guarantee you the military was prepared to go to battle. Prepared to go to battle. They're itching for it. Right. Trust me. Right. They're so, not going to take right. their time. That, that fast team that was changing in and out of their clothes four different times in that report. I guarantee you, they were sprinting to the airplanes to go. They wanted to go. Right. So who, was, so who was calling these teams and giving them the, the orders to, to stand down? And where isn't that on record somewhere? Well, yeah, they, they did say that it was, I think it was someone from the State Department that was calling right. back and saying, look, the chief. yeah, we don't want them to come in in military uniforms. So then they were delayed. So they, they did that four different times. So this, the State Department was saying that. Then the military was saying, well, that's not good because they're actually at a greater risk because the people will fire on them not thinking they're military. Yeah, but the it, fact that we're even having this conversation yeah. about changing uniform and the Secretary of State's office is directing what uniforms you can wear is unbelievable. Yeah. At no point in time should uh, the Secretary of State be involved with the military affairs. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't be. But that goes back to our point that they're more concerned about their diplomacy than actual safety. It was. It all became, and again, this was right before the election, it all became not a military operation, mm -hmm. but an operation of appearances. We have to uphold sure. this appearance. Yeah, because election time. Uh, yeah, exactly. So they put... And we've been campaigning the, that right. we have defeated terror. It's right. done. Peace in our time. You know what I mean? It was, it, he could not have a resurgence of terror, especially al-Qaeda, right before the election. Not cool. Not so, cool, people. So no matter where you're watching this right now, you're at work, you're at home, wherever, and you're going about your daily life, and you're trying to figure this out, <laughs> it's like, who has time to stop and decipher 
all of these red herrings, all of these. I, I mean, there's so many. And dude, it's been happening since this. This started this is, in 2012. Uh, this it's is 2016, insane. and we just now got to the point where we can that we a supposedly that makes know. No sense. No, a report doesn't make sense. 2012, all the way to 2016, and now we just now found out that he actually <clears throat> my put follow, a command in. My follow-up questions after this report are, and if you want to get involved, I would say press your state representatives. To say, fine, if this is your narrative, we want to know the, the names of the military men, the generals, right. the commanders that disobeyed the president mm-hmm. and the secretary of defense. Mm-hmm. That's all we want, and we want to see them help be held accountable. Mm-hmm. You put, Go this further. You threw them under the bus, inadvertently, maybe. Mm-hmm. But we want to put this to bed, mm-hmm. so tell us who's responsible, right. and we want to see them in prison. And they'll say it's classified. Oh, yeah, you know that's coming. Yeah. They'll, they'll say it's they'll classified. Somehow. It's classified, people. So that's what they really need to do. We want to see... The classified version of this, declassify all of this. This is in 2012. We de- we deserve the families at least deserve. Oh, they won't because no. they'll that's BS. And you know, but you want to know why? Because they'll if they declassify everything, they have to tell them what the CIA annex was there to do, and they will not tell you that. The guys that wrote 13 Hours, the the, the true from from Gazi, mm-hmm. they'll only go so far. They'll talk mm-hmm. about the event and the combat situation, but they won't tell you what they were actually doing. They won't tell you about the man pads that were there. Think about this. For all the people who have seen the movie. You guys seen the movie? Oh, yeah. Oh, Remember that big, large truckload of man pads? Those, mm-hmm. uh, the, you know, anti-aircraft missiles? Yep. Mm-hmm. Where'd those go? They were rushing out of the compound. They wow. barely had enough time to burn the classified material. Where'd the truckload of man pads go? Think about that. I what were they doing that. to those things? Now think about what's going on in Syria. How are all these people getting weapons? How are they defending themselves? How are they operating? Now, there's a, there's, a, there's a lot of speculation, right, but right, we right, talked right. about it on The Blaze, right. about what their actual mission was doing, and that allegedly we believe that a lot of those weapons were going to rebels in Syria to continue the Syrian civil war. Now, they're never going to admit that. Of course. They will never admit that. So that's, that's just, why they'll never declassify everything right there. This makes your ears and eyes want to bleed out. What scums of earth are these people that are in office? We elected them. Ta-da! All right, time for another break. We'll be back with more Pat and Stu uh, after this. Get the duct tape because you're going to need it. I'm freaking believable. you didn't need duct tape to hold the pieces of your head and your brain together trying to figure out the, the whole report on Benghazi, wait until you hear what the government spent more money on than they spent on the Benghazi investigation. The, the investigation into Benghazi cost about $7 million. This amount, um, according to uh, Free Beacon, um, is less than the federal government's investments in studies about the, quote, relationship between gender and glaciers, comma, a soap opera, and instructional videos on how to put a condom on a cucumber. <laughs> Good God. Do you know how long, how, how long it takes to put a condom on a cucumber? <laughs> I, I mean, seriously. I and you don't. finally, they have an instructional video 
where do you go to get this? Um, and, and, male and research on male engineering students, microaggressions against women. Um, all these projects totaled $7.7 million, again, compared to the $7 million they spent on the Benghazi investigation. And this... From the relationship between gender and glaciers, they spent $412,000 on it. Wait until you hear this. The paper Glacier, Gender, and Science, published in uh, January 2016, concluded that ice is not just ice. See? Glacier, Gender, and mm -hmm. Science. Urging scientists to take a feminist political ecology and feminist post-colonial approach when they study melting ice caps and climate change. Because, you see, glaciers are key icons of climate change and global environmental change. The paper by Mark Carey, a professor of the University of Oregon, explained, however... The relationships among gender, science, and glaciers, particularly related to, oh boy, that's a big word, <laughs> epistemological, epistemological questions, who even knows that word? Uh, epistemological questions about the production of glaciological knowledge remain understudied. Yeah, what the hell does that even mean? It sounds like they actually like played a game where they just like took a bunch of words and they put it into like a bag, and then you had to pick three, and then somehow had to make that an issue. Uh, this and is th that poor dude chose gen pulled out gender just glaciers. Yeah, gender glaciers. <laughs> That's a game to them though. <laughs> This is what our government is uh, spending our money on. Our, <laughs> like, the National Science Foundation spent more than $400,000 on a study that posed scientific results. Glender, I mean, you read it over and over. And, and they're think, complaining about the Benghazi investigation and the amount right. of money we spent on that. Right. See, that's the thing is you get these government programs and the, and the grants. And some of these grants do go to good causes. But, some. Some. But... The problem is the government has, it's like any budget. It's like mm -hmm. a, any business that has a budget. You've got $400 um, budgeted to toilet paper, let's say. Well, you've got to spend all 400 bucks, or next year, mm -hmm. oh, we didn't spend $400. They only need $370. So that's what's happening was with all of these grants is they have to spend all of the money, or next year they don't get as much. So they find stupid things to spend the money on mm. so that they continue to get the money. But this is what we are actually paying for instead of it just... We should throw them all out of office. It may, Is this the end of our country? I mean, are we, are, what do you think? I <laughs> it's mean, been the end. Is this... I mean, we can't... We're dealing with some incompetent people. You are alive at a very interesting and yet unfortunate period of time. You guys messed this up. <laughs> I did not. I have, uh, I was busy, uh, not me, I didn't do it. I was busy. <laughs> I was busy, I was busy doing other stuff. <laughs> but I mean, seriously, is this the end of anything? America? Yeah, I mean, how much farther, look, I, I don't want to freak Down people. this road do we go? I don't want to freak people out because I think it's been bad for a while. I think, I think we'll eventually I think people should be get a handle out on as it. it as it stands. But it's disheartening. To see some of the nonsense that continues to happen. What makes you think we're going to get a handle on it? Um, you know, I think part of it is faith, you know. As a Christian, I guess I'm like, you know. Yeah, but that's faith in God. That's not necessarily faith that we well, as, a, as a society are going to get a handle that, on anything. Well, I believe, like, eventually there are going to be some God-fearing people that will stand up. But every time you see one of those cases, 
it just makes my heart hurt. Like it's just like I, this nonsense, wasting money. I understand what you're saying, and, I, and it's, it's valiant of you to believe that, there, I, 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 I that, just that somewhere someone's going to step up. I guess it's like that's the one thing that you hold on to, that eventually somebody's going to do the right thing. Somebody's going to be inspired by God. Somebody's going to stand up. But then you look at this election, it's like there's not one God-fearing person in this. I mean, if, if, if the cover-ups with Hillary Clinton, and I don't know what Donald Trump believes. I, I literally don't know. Trumpism. That's probably what he believes. That's discouraging. You're jaded, Jason. How do you feel? <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, I think that I don't, I can't remember a time when there's been such a huge, and don't freak out when I use these words, but social divide between the elites that run countries mm -hmm. versus ordinary average Joe that doesn't believe in the path that the rest of the world is going in. They don't believe in this PC crud. They don't believe in globalization. Um, they want their country. They want it to run the way grandma and grandpa had it run. Everything is fine. But there's a certain loud elite group that are pushing a lot of this stuff. Mm -hmm. And we haven't even talked about Brexit yet. I mean, <laughs> that is the... I don't even understand. I mean, the ramifications of that are... We don't even know what they are yet, do it's we? A, well, it's a perfect model of the elites want the EU. They want super states. They want right. you to give up your sovereignty, and they want you to bow down to this larger government. But ordinary average Joes, the middle class and uh, lower middle class, are like, no, mm -hmm. we don't want that. Mm -hmm. We want our sovereignty. We want our national identity. We don't want uh, to make issues, all this stupid crap that you guys are making issues. Mm -hmm. So there's a huge divide. And they, for, for the longest time, they've been doing it whatever they want anyway. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, you, don't, you guys just don't know With better. No consequences. Yeah, you're not educated, but we are, so we're going we're gonna to call the shots. Mm -hmm. You're seeing that in Europe now. They're saying, forget it. This is a global phenomenon, though, guys. Well, you know That's why we have Trump. That's why we have Sanders. That's mm -hmm. why we're, this is going on all over the world at the exact same time. Well, you know, there's a position it's going now. on forever. It has, but, but it's, we're at a point where people are acting on their emotions. It's not just saying that this is an issue. For instance, there's a petition now uh, to get the U.S. removed from the U.N. now. To get, I mean, people are acting on their emotions. Texas, Texit. Texit. I mean, I would, I'm, I'm almost. Tennessee, Tennessee, yeah. Well, you, you, you guys can have Tennessee. I mean, whoa, hang on now. Tennessee I mean, was we, what actually came down and saved Texas. We, we've, we've actually survived by ourselves before. So, I mean, really, you know. you're going to throw Tennessee under the bus, guys? As I love you guys, as patriotic citizens of the yeah. United States of America, you live in Texas. Yeah. If the country changed so radically yeah. that Texit became a possibility, mm -hmm. would you move to the United States or would you stay in Texas? Oh, I'll stay in Texas in a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. Why? Um, because we just don't play any nonsense. I, I, I still believe the United States would be an ally. And also, the United States is more than just a flag. It is an, a set of ideals. Mm -hmm. It's you, you. We're loyal to those ideals and what we stand for. Mm -hmm. The moment where the United States ceases to be that, right? And Texas no does. To be there. Is, it does. You know, is the right. epitome of that. Right. Then you got to say, what are my loyal to values and principles, mm -hmm. or? A country that doesn't go along right. with what I believe in anymore. And there may be some states that say, hey, we want to be a part of Texas. Yeah. You I know? mean, they, they, look, it all started as one big kind of lump of land. Yeah. And, you know, what's to say we can't just redraw some lines? Yeah. Which, by the way, I do believe that there is a government position. His uh, job is to keep mm -hmm. track of the lines, the uh, 
Really? Between, yeah, between the states. So watch out, people. We pay for that, too. <laughs> All right, uh, one final break, and then we will uh, be back here on the Patents Stew program to wrap things up, if, there, if that is even possible. Yeah. We'll do it next. Just chaos. So the world is falling apart, but that's okay. We're here to fix all of its problems. Uh, Brad and Lawrence and Jason in for um, uh, Pat and Stu and Jeffy. And at Jason's request, we want to uh, listen to this and, and watch this uh, piece of tape here. Uh, Nigel Farage, a British politician, basically, um, he's addressing uh, Parliament and saying, look, uh, the I won. E yeah, the <laughs> EU is falling apart. You guys don't believe it, but it really is falling apart. Take a look. You know, when I came here 17 years ago and I said that I wanted to lead a campaign to get Britain to leave the European Union, you all laughed at me. Well, I have to say, you're not laughing now, are you? And the reason you're so upset, the reason you're so angry has been perfectly clear from all the angry exchanges this morning. You, as a political project, are in denial. You're in denial that your currency is failing. You're in denial... Well, just, well, just look at the Mediterranean. No, no, no. As a, as a policy to impose poverty on Greece and the rest of the Mediterranean, you've done very well. And you're in denial over Mrs. Merkel, Mrs. Merkel's call last year for as many, many people as possible to cross the Mediterranean into the European Union has led to massive divisions between countries and within countries. But the biggest problem you've got, and the reason, the main reason the United Kingdom voted the way that it did, is you have, by stealth, by deception, without ever telling the truth to the British or the rest of the peoples of Europe, you have imposed upon them a political union. Huh. You gotta love this guy, so right? I mean, he. The uh, balls it's on that go, guy. Didn't he? Everybody's yeah. jeering at him and like putting him out. But, but really important, right there, really quick. I'll just make a quick no, point. No, no, no. Take it, your time. How he first mentioned the collapsing economy. The second thing he mentioned afterwards was the immigration problem. Mm. Now, what most people say that are are, are anti-leavers have said that this is a xenophobic thing. The entire world's trying to tell them they're xenophobes and they're sure. racists. That, th this thing happened afterwards. The first step in Britain leaving and the rest of the Euro European Union falling apart was the economic problem. Mm -hmm. He said, look at the Mediterranean. They have 20% unemployment mm -hmm. gang. 20%. Mm -hmm. <laughs> The, the, the um, immigration crisis was just the final nail in the that coffin. Was the, that was the last straw. La final, yeah. And the people have spoken. Yep. And that's the thing about th this. I think that he has pretty much nailed it on the head. Mm -hmm. Th this is true for, I think, just about every country in the world and every, and, uh, every location. That's what's going on. That's why I keep telling people, you think you, Donald Trump can win? That's your Donald Trump right there saying, hey, you guys all lie. Right. You all said I wasn't electable, yeah. that I didn't have the temperament, that I was, you know, too bombastic. All of those things are the very single thing that they're saying about Donald Trump. This is why it, this guy's popular, obviously, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. he's saying it, he's telling it like it is. Mm -hmm. um, he's not pulling any punches. If we had politicians mm -hmm. like that, 
we'd be uh, far, obviously far better off. And you're right. Mm -hmm. That's what created Donald Trump. That is what created the, the whether or not you like him, mm -hmm. whether or not he's telling the truth, it appears he's telling the yep. truth. And that's why I say there's a huge social divide globally. Like yep. this guy represents the working class. Yep. Like mm -hmm. he even he says in another video later, he goes, none of you guys have ever held a job. So you don't know how to create jobs. Right. He just he destroyed him. But mm -hmm. it's totally true. He, this guy represents workers, yep. people that have had to actually work for the money. Yep. The elites, they're career politicians. They're and, Bernie Sanders. And he had his hand on the pulse of the people and it's. All the polls said he was going to lose. And look, yep. he won. We're, it's all going straight to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> I don't know what we're going to do. I wish our president would do stuff like their prime minister having to go to, to their Congress, yeah. you know, to their parliament. <laughs> Gotta love politicians, them. don't you? They're just so much We don't. Fun. We really don't. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Time to go. Uh, tomorrow, it'll be a whole new crew sitting in here. Wait till you see who's hosting tomorrow's show. Crazy.